This machine kills fascists. takes us back gathering around for the meat parade <laughs> i used to think he said pig parade but the quote is george c scott yeah george george c scott said i'm not coming to your meat parade and they nominated him again the following year in spite oh you can only assume in spite Do you or think... he was that good that he was like fuck <coughs> you and they were like we love it Give us more. <laughs> Give us more. Is it cooler what he did or what Brando did? Both are very cool. <laughs> they are both very cool ways to react to being nominated for an Oscar. Uh, well, it's winning. What's the least cool way someone has reacted? Uh, I well, the Oscars or even are, to being nominated. The Is Oscars it slapping the host. That's got to be up there, right? <laughs> that has to be up there. I do. I did find Michelle Yeoh posting uh, a screenshot of an article on her Instagram earlier today that Kate Blanchett's already won and Michelle Yeoh hasn't, so she deserves it more. <laughs> I did find that a little. Oh, Michelle Yeoh said that. No, someone wrote that in an in like a an op-ed, and then she screenshotted it and posted it on her Instagram. Oh, interesting. Pretty Interesting. messy. Uh, a great I, I think that girl that's in the movie that no one ever saw is probably equally could be the best performance of the year as far as anyone knows. Oh, you're talking about Andrew Riseborough? Yeah. I think that, con we didn't put that on our docket, but that actually is an interesting controversy around uh, the Oscars. Yeah, we're, we're jumping the gun here a little bit. I was going to save Oscars for later. That's okay. We'll save it. We'll save it. Good. We'll I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> I'd rather not discuss it at all, to tell you the truth. <laughs> we're just looking at our little Oscar, our little Gonzo Oscar over here. Yeah, when we're looking at our... We've got it. We've got stuff to talk about. This is the first podcast we've done in ten months, which oh is fine god. with me. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, it might, maybe it's shorter. Maybe it's That's kind of sad. It was, about, it was Oscar time last year that we, last time we spoke. Ten months. That we spoke on mic. We actually haven't talked since. No, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only reason we ever talk. I know it sounds like we have a good rapport, but this is our only... Yep. They, only... They're not going to let us out of the room until we record this. <laughs> so we told them we'd do it. Yeah, the real Mike and Christian. The real Mike and Christian. The uncharismatic ones <laughs> who nobody likes and who don't like anybody. <laughs> Misanthropic jesters. Not like us. We love you guys, and we're happy to to hear from you again. So, we're happy to hear all of our fans. <laughs> we're happy for you to hear us. We're talk. happy for you to hear us. So somebody had a birthday recently. Yeah. A few people. I also me yes. And also you. Also me. Yep, I'm a year wiser. Do you have any uh, birthday resolutions? Um, nothing that I didn't at the beginning of the year, I guess. Okay. Just trying to get my shit together. Sure. One day at a time. 
You know who else is trying to get their shit together one day at a time? It's nice, Netflix. Nice <laughs> great, great segue. That would be that would be funny if that was. Everyone, everyone keeps talking about how Netflix is over, how they're how they're going down the tube. How they try to make us share our passwords or not share oh, our passwords. Oh God! See, I didn't even I didn't even factor that into my All of that. docket here. Yeah, I wanted to talk streaming services in general. Netflix is obviously always the most. Uh, the actually the, the easiest, mo- it's the actually the most on. successful one. Like if you just Google it, it's got like twice as many well, subscribers right. worldwide. You that's know? what we said yesterday. Is that it's just like it's become pretty synonymous with streaming. But well, it's pretty international. Know, people people too. ask if a movie's on Netflix before they ask you anything else. Sure. Um, but it, but it is kind of a marvel at how that's the case sometimes. Well, it's so international. People forget that it's not just like the movies they like. It's like well, yeah, this. It's also no, all it's the these, movies that the algorithm like all thinks the, that they will it's like. It's also all these Bollywood movies and all of these. That's true. Like, it is a deep, it know, is a deep original Korean movies. Uh, a deep original content catalog that they've. It's amassed. weird. It's weird shit. That gravy train seems like it's gonna get cut off though. Both their content creation and the people's access to it. If they do this password sharing thing, which they. I know they. I know they've like launched that in certain markets. They haven't done it in America yet. I, I think they're cracking think, down. I think they might have backed down on it a little Did due they? to some obvious points people have made about how stupid that is. <laughs> like well, if you're like if you like I don't know say military family. Sure. You yeah, know. Sure. How you are go. you gonna log into your IP if you're overseas? I don't know how that works. You don't. Military <laughs> listeners of the pod, hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. What do you think of Netflix? <laughs> you think are you fight? Is that what you're fighting for? Yeah. What are you fighting for? Netflix. I mean, in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, we're starting. Amazon. All right, now we're Walmart. Into it. Now we're into it. <laughs> uh, but have you have you watched the What's Coming in 2023 video that Netflix? made like of all of the things that they have coming out this year i did not it is um i'm trying to maybe we should pause it so you can see the i'm i'm into pausing and watching trailers. okay okay so now you've seen (coughs) now you've seen Um, that like vacuous (laughs) i don't know really what i don't know what i was expecting you know that's the most perfectly netflix bunch of like generic hackneyed scripts that they're paying a-listers to be in sure but like also or b-listers or former yeah like and it's such a strange the like the kevin hart led roster of, i wouldn't you know have I mean? known that you told me there's one david fincher movie yeah, the in there, killer is and there is and that one they just show a guy on a motorcycle and someone getting punched and no famous person that uh those in the know know that that's boss bender in the Ah, yes. In the, on the motorcycle. Cool. Well. Yeah. Everything, and it's not like that stood out at all. They didn't. No, that that one goes, that one goes really fast, but everything else that you see is like, (sighs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Like, almost mind-numbingly. It's the same kind of shit that they've really invested a lot of their money in. Yeah. But you're like, I don't know. I don't know. They've got to get another Stranger Things or something. Sure, it seemed like that was mostly focused on movies, I guess. I had forgotten that there's... I don't think that that one was showing shows, or was it? It's hard for me to different to really tell what the well, fuck that's, any of that that's stuff what, is. Well, that's the thing with all these streaming services now. It's like, okay, now you go to MGM, 
to get MGM movies. You go to sure. Paramount to get Paramount movies. Yeah. You go to Orion to get Orion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, I'm, I'm, I am smashing subscribe on Orion Plus. That and get my that Bill and Ted on or whatever. I'm sure that that would be a great full catalog of investigators. Yeah, sure I'll have to Wikipedia all the Orion movies later. Go to MTV to get all the MTV movies. Who has... Which you probably do. They're probably all on Paramount. We've yes. talked about doing an M- the MTV catalog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let us know if you'd like a miniseries on the MTV <laughs> what is, you know, we might do it anyway, whether, whether or not you like it. Uh, yeah, that's it's a really it's a really brutal thing to, to look at. I I had other things written down about Netflix. You had mentioned the Chris Rock special. Neither of us. Neither I watched of us the last five. Of it. I just I skipped through it to see when he was gonna finally talk about what everyone wants him to talk about, and he does in the last like five minutes. Right, and it seems like and it's being received as very ungraceful is that he's clearly correct? like well i mean you know i it's it's uh he talks he talks about how will smith is like just a much bigger man than he is and it's like yeah you know he's like he's like been picked on his whole life he's a little dude right you know what did you think of the video that I that was the part where i was like fair enough he has a right to be like pissed off sure you know that was probably pretty triggering to get slapped in front of everybody and have everyone be like, who's the bitch here, you? And he's like, no, like. (laughs) So he kind of just outs them for people who don't know what their bullshit is about. Twitter knew, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of of people already knew. but. Um, But that is... I mean, regardless of the content, that is significant because it was the net, the first live Netflix event. That was part of it, too. You're like, you can tell they waited to the last five minutes. Yeah. So people had to watch the whole oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. They want to get those, I don't know, like like it, like we were talking about earlier, like they're just, just going to start to turn back into television more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything. And, and Netflix is, is in a... Because you know you said that this has the biggest subscriber base. It's in the closest to like a basic cable audience now, as well because of that. You know what I mean? Like, well, like my mom uses Hulu to get like her <laughs> Jeopardy recordings. Sure, I mean and, my mom is pretty deep know. on a lot of streaming services, and it always cracks me up. But oh, so, sure. some people's parents are like, I get Netflix. Yes. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like I can I And we're watching this new Jamie Foxx movie. There's nothing against Jamie. They're watching Fox. Jamie Foxx is seems more ta- a lot of these people Frankie, are more talented. Grace and Frankie, what was it called? Sure. Grace and Frankie. Yeah. And what was that the, won some Emmys. What was like the Michael Douglas show? The Kaminsky. The Kaminsky method. Yeah. I've never seen a second of that, but I know a bunch of old dudes that were like I bet they I love, love it. I bet they do. They're like, <laughs> they're like Alan Arkin. <laughs> my favorite. I love Such a badass. I love Alan Arkin. I do too. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, but they're gonna do the SAG Awards next year. They'll have those live exclusively, and like, I that's weird. That's where yeah, they're they're getting award shows on there now, which I don't know. <laughs> the set. 
Uh, I can't. Those award shows are already really boring just to sit through. I can't imagine. Well, I obviously disagree. People watch, <laughs> but like, aren't the numbers way different on the Oscars than anything else? Like, the Oscars are like the, the oh, Super you mean, Bowl you mean for like, the, the entertainment industry. Stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's and like I don't think a lot of people watch the Golden Globes this year at all. Yeah, it'd be like different levels of fan. How big are you into the into the cult of? fandom that we have in this country <laughs> you know sport yeah. and entertainment they're very comparable yeah. but once they i mean once they have a live sport it's gonna they're gonna just be like in place you know what i mean oh yeah like especially That's, if it's good you know what if I mean? you need to get netflix to watch the super bowl i mean we're a long ways away from that but sure but but probably not too far i don't know depends on what the i don't know what the 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 lifeline of the streaming service is going to be anyway. Or the uh, world in general, so we'll see. Keep putting it all on YouTube for free. <laughs> but it did, that leads me to wanting to talk about how much I love Peacock, which I think Peacock rules, and Peacock does have live sports. It has, uh, uh, I think, Champions League soccer, as well as, you know, like, they get, like, one NFL game a week, so you can stream that stuff live on Peacock. I haven't watched anything on Peacock. I, I watch never... my pro wrestling on Peacock because it has the sure. WWE Network and their amazing archival collection that they have. They also have Top Ooh. Chef. They also have Tar. And they are kind... They obviously get... <laughs> Just Tar. Uh, no, they. I mean, they have Nope. You know, like they get a lot of new movies. Oh yeah, there are a lot of movies and stuff. Because it's universal. I want to watch. I want to see the new Beavis and Butthead movie. There's a new Beavis and Butthead movie. Yeah, it's on really? Peacock. It's like Beavis and Butthead Dude, traveling through time and space or whatever. You just proved my point. <laughs> All right. Well, no streaming service. Well, give me your password. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you're, I know that we you, we usually section off a corner of time to talk about SNL, but I haven't been watching it. But you can watch SNL on Peacock. Okay, you can watch it on Hulu too. Yeah. See, I wish there was more of that. I it annoys me when there's only one service. Only that, one way to get it. Yeah, because <clears throat> it's like well, I'm paying for a couple things. Other people in my family or friend groups are paying for other things, sure. and we're sharing the password. Yeah. But still, if you know, I want to watch something. I should be able to get it without having to have all of them. You know, if a movie is on one service, then we should <laughs> riot in the streets and <laughs> and hang our leaders. I don't know. Not really. Well, maybe true. a little bit. Maybe a little bit. For other reasons. Uh, the last two things that I had on here that we should mention, Succession... And Barry, it was just announced today, are both going to end this season in their fourth season. That's right. That's right. We kind of figured Barry was going to end. Succession. I was hoping Barry Succession was going to end. Succession was, they dropped that right before the season came out to keep people yeah. from speculating a little bit. But we, we, there's a good article. with The New York article uh, with Jesse Armstrong is amazing. I yeah, think. where he, it's, a good, it's a good reasoning about being like, this is why we waited, and this is why we felt we had to let people know so yeah. that they wouldn't feel gypped when well, it was I do, over. Don't you like feel the kind of like anguish in his voice about the decision that they were making? Because they started making writing it and making it being like, 
maybe we're not, maybe, you know. They weren't sure. Yeah, they, yeah, he says that in the interview where he's like, it seemed like maybe we could keep going. Could if we did, if we weren't sure that this thing is going to be the way to end it or not. So they kind of kept it, and it wasn't until they were like halfway through <coughs> shooting that they Cause were Because they, like, they're like, Shakespeare. Yeah. Kendall's going to. Oh no! What's gonna happen? I don't know. <laughs> Look, what's what's gonna happen? But it seems like something final happens. Something. Oh no. Who knows? Very excited about it, man. Yeah, I'm very much looking. It forward starts to this it. weekend, right? Or next week? Uh, no, it starts on the 26th, I think. Whatever that third Sunday is. So not this Sunday or next Sunday, but the next one. Great. That'll be fun. It's coming, Barry. I don't know when that's coming out, but. I'm glad that they're going to wrap that one up, because that one was losing steam for me last year. The last season really kind of lost it for me. Yeah. There were a couple, like, moments that were really amazing. I still think about that moment where what's-her-fuck kills the guy. When Sarah Goldberg kills that guy? Ugh. Yeah. That's one of the most insane death scenes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Barry was kind of all over the place. I hope it kind of, like, finds something... And maybe that, in retrospect, that third season will be better in my mind if I like watched it all. But yeah, who knows? That's yeah, who knows? Because yeah, the it, the tone was really. I remember there was the real Grand Theft really Auto moment where he like rode off on the motorcycle. That was kind of fun. There were a few. The, motor, the motorcycle scene was uh, pretty impressive. There were some good good highlights that, but I just I remember when I was watching it, feeling like confused. Yeah, little. yeah, really confused. Uh, I think Righteous Gemstones will be back at some, and isn't that that's only three seasons too, right? So are we really oh, gonna are yeah. these really all gonna be gone like next year? It's or, the dawn of the age of Aquarius or whatever. I don't know. Man, it's what's H, what's HBO Sunday gonna look like a year from now? It's gonna be brutal without any of those. Uh, I don't know, man, because I didn't watch White Lotus. You did. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, I don't really need. I don't know. It's been a while. When you watch them, okay, you'll watch them eventually. They're good. I mean, there's, I'm, I mean, there's plenty to watch. Oh, music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I started watching the 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 Wire spinoff. I watched the Couldn't first half of that, and it. I uh, see. I really loved it, but it reminds me. It reminded me more of Treme than it reminded me of the Wire, because it has a similar pace. And Treme, I did the same thing where I would like watch a huge chunk of episodes like eight or nine episodes and then not watch it for like three months and then watch like six and be like god this is just like the best this is maybe the best one show that they made and then i would take a year off and before i finished it but i like the what is it we own this city yeah we, we, yeah that, i do, i think part of it too that i was like i cannot i spent all day doom scrolling stuff about you know, police yeah. brutality and other things yeah. along those lines. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you're not like, you're preaching to the choir, but, you know, it is interesting. Yeah. Not that it's not interesting. No, totally. But that's what, that's all of the Simon Pelicanus things just get to sit as nice little time capsules. You know, they're all really good for that. What's the next one that's up their sleeve? I don't know. Wasn't there some other project? I did see that Nick Pizzolatto... Oh, we didn't we talk about that, too. We didn't talk about that, either. Yeah, so the Nick Pizzolatto, I guess, has, is developing something at Amazon that's more of a Western. Cool. He, did you ever see... You never saw his uh, Magnificent Seven, did you? 
No, I always for, I always forget that he did that. He loves westerns. Yeah. I just loved it. And I, I love him, man. I just remember <laughs> that the 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 uh, Mohawk guy is named uh, is named Red Harvest, which is the Dashiell Hammett novel. And I was always just like, Pizzolatto, you like little noir western nerd. Like I yeah, love it. Like I love that stuff. You know. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, True Detective season four, Jodie Foster. Yeah, in Alaska. Yeah, there and the dude. This, did you hear the premise? Uh, I think it's like it's I like the thing. I've read it, but I forget. It's like they're they're like her and this other woman are like it's investigating this outpost where a bunch of scientists just vanished, like the thing. <laughs> like, I hope they don't go. That sounds pretty I, fucking and, good. And the, that series has always been good about not going supernatural, but always kind of feeling like vaguely. Um, it, it, demonic, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's why it's so good. Yeah, because it's it's, it, it's like we're living in, in it's knowledge in, of hell in in a world that is secular, but we're bringing in all of your own your own framework of symbols around. And you know, looking up. Cool. Okay. Let them wonder. All right, cool. Don't so cu- don't cut any of this. <laughs> so <laughs> what? <laughs> Another thing that makes uh, so uh, it is officially called the uh, True Detective Night Country, is uh, what we're going with. I Wait, guess. oh yeah, they all have nicknames in retro, but those are like in retrospect. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true. I don't Do know. Do the other ones have nicknames? It looks like we're gonna have another little break here. <laughs> oh, well, what do you think? What do what, what do you think their nicknames are? True Detective Season One has got to be Dis- Swamp Country. Season Two's got to be Desert Country. Season three has got to be. Okay, yeah. Um, so none of none of the other three seasons have a subtitle like True Detective: The Night Country does. That's weird. So I wonder if that's really just trying to separate the the. This is not Pizzolatto. This is not Pizzolatto's thing. This is a whole other. So this one is showrun, and it seems like yes, the writer and director of all episodes is Issa Lopez. She made a movie called Tigers Are Not Afraid, which I've never seen, but... Interesting. I mean, that's, you know, immediately a, a big shift in... Well, that's why the first season was so good, though, have. is because Carrie Fukuyama directed, like, all of them. Yeah, it was just a one writer, one director scenario, which I think has always been its thing. I know there were different, there were different directors in season three, I remember... I think that I didn't, think like, didn't Richard, two was didn't like Richard Price direct one of the season four episodes or season three episodes? I don't know. Could have, but this season is also executive. Why are you making produced. me say this shit, man? <laughs> it's also executive produced by Barry Jenkins, which that's that rules. I'm in. Okay. Jodie Foster, let's go. Jodie Foster can't really do wrong. I rewatched Contact not that long ago. Nice. Classic. <laughs> Carl Sagan. Uh, all right, last thing I was going to bring up before we take our little break. The History of the World Part 2 premiered on Hulu last night. We mm-hmm. both watched it. I watched uh, all of it, I think. Did they release the rest of it today? Oh, no, 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 just the first, the first whatever they showed last night, the first three episodes. Was it the first, was it first two or three? Yeah. Yeah. I was skeptical when it started, as you know. I was live texting you as I <coughs> worked my way through it. I, I'm, yeah... 
I, I, I think that they, they, instead of putting a filter on things, they were just like, let's let everybody do everything a little bit. Yeah. Which means there are, there are gems in there. There's gems in there. I, it is, it's a little, so, it's a little different than the movie. <laughs> I can't but use that. Not, Sorry, but, no, but not really. <laughs> but it really is. It's, yeah, I guess that in my, in my, and it's been a few years since I've seen the movie, but it didn't seem to have quite as many <laughs> storylines. Yeah. I think it did. Did it? Yeah, but it like, it would jump, it wouldn't go previously on the way yeah. that it's doing it. It would just go, yeah. suddenly it would go back to a scene, because at the end, like, the Romans and the French Revolution were all kind of happening on top of each other, and I expect that's how the movie's going to end, too, where, like, Ulysses Grant and Schmuck Schmeldman or whatever. And <laughs> Schmuck Mudman. <laughs> Schmuck Mudman. <laughs> Schmuck Mudman. Okay. I'm Schmuck Mudman. Oh, my God. I think, I think <laughs> we can agree that... And and Mel Brooks and, and Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks is like playing multiple characters and there, so there is the, kind of that thing going on. Yeah, and I get yeah, but the, the Nick Kroll scenes really succeed. But like, this is clearly like we have seven different storylines. Yeah, and then other little sketches that we've written along the way. Yeah, but I the Nick Kroll I, Nick Kroll's the most he's uh, Mel Brooksian. Yeah, he like he like clearly watched the fuck out of Mel Brooks growing up, and he's like, "This is a huge part of my style, and I know how." Yeah, to... he the only me... part is when he was when he goes, "I'm hysterical, I'm hysterical, I'm in pain, and I'm hysterical." Such <laughs> so a very Mel. <laughs> but I was like, he's going a little hard. You know? but... Yeah, he's he's doing a great job. He told a funny story on a podcast the other day about like he met. Mel Brooks, like, 20 years ago when he was a tater waiter or something like that. And he was like, I have a great idea for a, for a new version of the producers. And Mel Brooks was like, don't do that. <laughs> that was, like, the only time they ever spoke until That's they started hilarious. developing this. <laughs> yeah, that is a bad idea. Whatever it, whatever it is, it's just so already funny. a bad idea. I, I mean, he could probably get it done now. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I look forward to watching the rest of it. I mean, once, once I got over I don't know it's it just seemed a little too uh I don't know there's like this like modern speak impression that people do and things yeah. sometimes that I'm just like oh well God. and we were talking about how we were texting last night about how it's like this is after we've seen drunk history horrible histories yeah all these other like derivative kind of yeah. things that were playing off of that like Mel Brooks and Monty yeah. Python yeah. sensibility. Yeah. It was just, it was like drunk history with its shit together a little bit is what it felt like in the beginning. But once, once Nick Kroll got out there, it really, he, it came into like the like lens focus. I'm, yeah. We were, and, and then the rest, it's kind of some of the supporting cast depends how you feel about like Wanda Sykes and Ike Barinholtz. Like they pop up a lot. I like, love Wanda Sykes. Ike Barinholtz, I said this last night, you know, I, I don't see it. <laughs> he said he seems like he's got, he must be fun to be around. Yeah, he must, yeah, he must be a really fun guy to hang out with. You, you need a good locker room guy. What else? I don't know. That's all That's I the thing. I think that. he was probably the, like, frat boy of, um, 
sure. Mad TV back in the day. Sure. Like, but that's why I'm confused too, because I'm like, I know that there are there are people popping up briefly in cameos for one sketch or another where you're like, bring that actor back more, you know. Definitely. But uh, the first one didn't have as many characters. It had it had maybe as many characters, but being played by like multiple like the same actors popping back up and you know. Sure. Some of the ones that are, are like overlapping are like Cloris Leachman and mm. uh, what's her name who plays Bobby and Tina Hill. Um, oh yeah. Pamela Adlon. <laughs> yeah. She's doing like the same no. kind of thing because that and Cloris Leachman was like the French Revolution was like yeah. we're leading the revolution <laughs> and I was like oh she's doing the same thing uh, like some people like watched the movie got the assignment other yeah. people are like. Yeah, Who's some Mel Brooks. Yeah, some people just feel really. They're at just home. doing a modern like, comedy thing. Like, like I hope they use Richard Kind more because he just like. Oh my god, <laughs> the, the curb your enthusiasm. The curb stuff one is was really funny. Stuff where it is Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks was good at being like, and now we're gonna throw a modern reference in, and you're like, yeah. that's dumb, but yeah, and it guess, works really well when it, you I, cast we just, Johnny Knoxville. His know? Rasputin, yeah, <laughs> like, disappears with a fart. It's so fucking. Bad. And there are things where you're like, okay, that's actually. Really that was funny. actually the point of when I was listening to the Crow interview where he was like, you know, Johnny Knoxville plays Rasputin. I was like, okay, I'll. I mean, I was probably already gonna watch it, but I was like, yeah, okay, for sure. <laughs> Well, and the the gag that they make out of that is like fucking hilarious. Did you see the second? It comes back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna keep. They're when just they gonna keep coming him. back to it and be like, "It's not <laughs> dying." And this, this is getting stabbed and thrown in the river. Sorry, spoiler, but it's so funny. <laughs> I think that you said that in the text where you were like, "I was like, you're like, like I was like about twenty minutes into the first episode, it actually gets really funny." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, okay. I the other day, Katie uh, had was trying to watch Doubt the other day, and she had to log into her Paramount Plus, which I kind of forgot that I had. And I was like, why did I buy? This is a great way to wrap this up. I was like, why did I buy Paramount Plus like six months ago? I fucking never use this. I what did I need? And it was to watch all the Jackass movies before Jackass nice. Forever came nice. out. Nice, of course. <laughs> Have you rewatched any of them? No, but now, but I, now that I've remembered that that's why I got it, and that and that they're there, I might. That's I'm, a I might, just yeah. Yeah. when you're feeling down. Just yeah, go. maybe I really need it right now. <laughs> just go watch the jacket. Are you feeling down? <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. The Inquisition. What a show! The Inquisition. Here we go. We know you're wishing. A little brush up on the movies. It is, as you know, on, on Sunday. Holiday, holidays, Hollywood's biggest night. Next Sunday, the Oscars, the Super Bowl of the entertainment cult, the subjective Super Bowl the... of entertainment. 18 people who work in the movie industry will be meeting up for a little party, and we will all be betting on it. I should have looked. Pretending that they're our friends. I should have looked. And that they have opinions on us. I should have looked up some lines. We didn't. This is the first time we're doing Oscars without David Niles, and I know that he is. I don't think that he actually bets on the Oscars, but he at least knows. He knows some lines. I don't want to. I don't want to. 
go on and on about the Oscars, Mike, I'll be honest. But I know that you saw some Oscar movies, so do you have any do you have any takes on I mean I like Best Actors one that we can definitely talk about because we Yeah, we both have we both together. we've both seen a good handful of these. And it does see it seems like it's down to Fraser and Farrell. But I watched Elvis the other night and I understand why he's in the conversation at least, Austin Butler. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Is he a good actor? I uh, yeah, oh man. Yeah, okay. I thought he was really good. And okay. I liked him I'm just not, I haven't seen it. He was in. He plays the guy that Brad Pitt kicks the shit out of in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The guy who rides the horse. Mm. Tex. Okay. Sure. Uh, but I hadn't seen him in much else. Okay. But he is. He is really. He's. Elvis is a really, really wild picture. Okay. It's very long. It is. Uh, every second directed by Baz Luhrmann uh-huh. and about Elvis. So it's really, you know, I think it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. But yeah. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I'll say that. Okay. It's way, it's way better than Gatsby. Okay. I didn't like Great Gatsby at all. But it's Is it better than that. Babylon? Well, my so my joke... <laughs> I mean, you know... My, yes, my joke after I saw it was that Baz Luhrmann could have directed Babylon... And Damien Chazelle couldn't direct Elvis or Babylon. Ah, okay. So one was much better than the other. Oh, dude, Elvis. Which is why we're not seeing. Compared to Bell, Babylon's not nominated for Best Picture. You know, what I mean? is it nominated for anything? It's nominated for Best Score, and the score is pretty good. Well, that makes sense because he's the music guy. Yeah, and that's like his. I think college buddy Chazelle's college buddy. I can't think of his name, but I do love the La Land La La Land music, man. I'll tell you that. Uh. Anyway, that was a digression. But I did, at least on that category, because I don't, there's some of the other ones I don't even really care to discuss because they seem like they're sort of locks or uninteresting. Okay. Okay. Which ones do you want to discuss? I, th- I think be- I think Best Actor, the Fraser Farrell. Um, that's, re- that's really it. I mean, there's no, like, outside. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that Butler guy's got it in competition. It seems like Farrell's got it in the bag, honestly. But they've all so they've all won at different they've all won at different events and I think that only Fraser has won two. I think he won the BAFTA and the SAG. And Austin Butler won it. Butler Butler and Farrell split, I think, because they have the two they have the drama and the comedy categories and Banshees was in comedy, so I I kind <laughs> Which of, makes complete sense. I feel like who would you if you had a ballot? I, I how would don't you do it. Obviously, I've not seen the Butler one. I do you believe? Do you believe the Oscars are rigged? No, I don't. No, I know that they. Wait, I know that they're not because don't you fucking? I guess because you don't really care. But in twenty twenty, for twenty twenty one for the twenty twenty Oscars, when Steven Soderbergh directed the, the ceremony. They, this is when Chadwick Boseman died, and he had won every award leading up to that night, I think. Maybe not the BAFTA, but... And, if they could have rigged it, they would have. If they could have rigged it, they would have rigged it, yes. because he, That's he put Best Actor on after Best Picture, and then Joaquin Phoenix came out wearing a hoodie <laughs> and said, the award for Best Actor goes to Anthony Hopkins, who wasn't even there but they like put a picture of him on the screen as if he were the person who died, but he was actually just in England. So that was such a terrible moment that 
The like framework There's of no Hollywood way. itself is the most bizarre TV show of it, totally. you know. Yeah. Because there really are. That's why we it love it. It feels like there's like a there's like a hundred characters. We all know who they are. We're all like, oh no, do you think Colin's going to be upset if he doesn't win? Or do you think he's going to understand? And it's like, I don't know, let me ask him. <laughs> I know, this is the premise of the entire, like, I don't think, of, you know, this kind of conversation. And, right, you know, but right. I don't know. This is why the Oscars blows my mind, because it's like, People are like, the Oscars are happening. I was like, I didn't get my invitation. Like, not yet. But when I do, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm not coming to your meat parade. <laughs> Would you rather have an invitation to the party or a ballot to vote? Uh, I'd rather have an invitation than an invitation to the party not to be nominated. Not rather, an invitation, not an invitation I just ceremony. like to go to the party. I don't want to go to the. Oh, dude, I don't want to go to the ceremony. Got it. You got to think that the Oscar oh, party is pretty good. Dude, it's guys. like if I could go to if I could skip the wedding and just go to the reception, I w- probably would. I've seen some good ceremonies. <laughs> I've seen some quick ones. I'm seeing them get quicker and quicker, boy. You know what um, I mean? That's I think the mark of quality in this day and age. <laughs> Is like get to the party. We should do a wedding review. But we should do a wedding playlist. Let's go um, to weddings and review them, <laughs> and be like, trash wedding. <laughs> I've seen better. <laughs> oh my god, Grim's dad was cringe. And we'll always and we'll always like bet on whether we think it'll last and how long. He's so funny. And then we'll like we'll like check up on it extend it to him and be like hey you owe me 50 bucks <laughs> bring him on they are getting divorced i fucked her oh man pretty funny um well you really so you're really you're really vamping you wouldn't you would who would you vote for i think that i would probably vote i'd vote for fraser i think colin farrell is the is Better in, in Bruges, probably, than he is in Banshees. Like, he's not bad in Banshees. It's just, like... No, he's not bad in Banshees he's playing, at all. He's playing, like, Behringer. He's playing, a, he's playing kind of a dopey role. everyman. Yeah. And I don't think that is as much of a intensive no, yeah. thing as even just... You know, like, dude, honestly, like... it's That's why it's hard to say, like, as an, as an actor versus as a viewer. Like, just knowing he had to wear that fucking suit all day. Like, that shit... Is a pain in the ass. <laughs> he worked harder. Yeah, like he. But it's funny because I don't consider that an endurance performance the way that I do. Like, yeah, because um, he's just sitting there. <laughs> when he moves, it's like a plot yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets yeah. up, you're like, I really don't understand. So we saw the whale together. Uh, people are really don't like that movie. And I, but then I'm kind of then, confused. But didn't why? they quiet down once like people started seeing it and realizing it wasn't like fat phobic? Yeah, but people seem to just not like the movie after the fact at all anyway. And it isn't be, but I have not really gotten a straight answer out of anybody about it. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to be like I, I loved that movie, but I thought it was good and powerful. I, and I can, I. It's easier for me to point out the things that were like bad about it no or the things that were maybe like flawed it had my favorite opening of any movie this year when it's it opens on like the zoom screen and he's in the center talking and it's black and then the the screen zooms in 
And it's just like, and okay, Darren we're gonna go into a dark little Darren spot where he's like uh, one of those one of those guys. You're like, okay, this is one of his. He's a very um, putting his stamp on what he's doing, and it's fucking gonna be depressing and horrible. And if you've watched his other movies, and you're like, great. And as soon as the fucking oboe, not the oboe, the cello starts, that's when I'm like, oh great, we're in Requiem for a Dreamland. <laughs> this is the darkness of addiction. But you I've know, seen this before, and it's gonna be horrible. With the exception of like the long stretches that were his, the scenes with his just his daughter, which I thought were weaker, like her yeah, and the, her and the, the kids are the weak part of the. But whole otherwise, story. I thought the thing was actually tempered fairly well like it definitely isn't like a misery parade every second you know what i mean like no and i think and i think that's probably that's like the play you know yeah and i like that he's just like he's very faithful to that play oh he kind of is not like trying to well that guy adapted it too which helps well, that's probably, you and know, that's not nominated for best adapted screenplay. A lot of a lot of other directors would be like, "This play's fine, but I'm gonna." Yeah, it's a little more like, I imagine I without having seen it in fucking like talk radio, you know, because right. that's like Bogosian's baby working with Oliver Stone and right. like, right. But I don't know. Uh, but I, I think I, I think that you were right. I think I think, that I, gonna I think win. people saying that like there's some competition going on between those two is kind of like bullshit yeah, like, I think it's I'm not pe- I'm not saying anything about people being like oh my god Colin Farrell's performance was the greatest thing in anyone's ever seen in their entire lives and you had to but you know that movie it, that movie's great but it's a two, I, I thought it was a two-hander I think it's definitely. fucked up that Brendan Gleeson's getting the supporting like he he's kind of the lead he's the driving character That's true. yeah Colin Farrell's the supporting character who reacts to everything. Like, if you were going by regular Hollywood standards in terms of, like, how you would storytell that, I think the only reason that Colin Farrell's getting it is because, like, he gets more screen time. Right, sure. Truthfully. Yeah. But, like, he's like he's Colin Farrell. And Brendan <laughs> Gleeson's, like, an old an old man. And, yeah. You know, he's not a... Yeah, I don't know. There's, a, there's all know. kinds of that. Hollywood's full of shit. <laughs> It's my point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about like the category fraud. There's, I guess there's a, there is another good example in this ceremony where Michelle Williams, I keep forgetting, is running in the best actress category, which is basically just two people. When if she had just run in the supporting one, she like she probably could have won for Fablemans, and now, I don't know. I'm a little nervous about what's gonna happen with the supporting actress. To be honest with you, if either of the Actresses from everything is real and anything is a disaster. I'll be mad, and I haven't even seen Black Panther. But you don't want anyone from everywhere all at once. No, I don't really like that movie. I don't like the people who like it on the internet. <laughs> I I think that I kind of liked it when we saw it, and I don't like the fandom that's built up around it. I think fandoms can ruin things sometimes, and yeah. And now it's I've been telling people that it's the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. Yeah, you that's. Know that's kind of the way that people are treating it well and that's the way that that movie is too i mean but parts of it are really fucking amazing and absurd and i like rakakuni and like the rocks and stuff like that just like oh rocks with googly eyes and dick hands or whatever i was there for that kind of stuff frankly this movie's not for me (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, I don't know. It's probably gonna. It's probably gonna. I don't know. There's that might win Best Picture. It's the front runner right now. I mean, <coughs> what else do you think? What are the other ones? Uh, it's, I mean, that are really maybe in the conversation for Best yeah. Picture. There's always an outside chance for Elvis, I guess. The Fablemans did win the. They won the Golden Globe for. Uh, drama feature. What's the other actual competition that it has? Anything? That's this. I just gave it to you. Avatar is Avatar. I don't nominated? think that Avatar has a chance. But top people keep saying that they think maybe Top Gun has a chance. I can't believe Top Gun's nominated. I haven't seen Top Gun. It made one and a half billion dollars. I mean, that's insane. I haven't seen it. That's, I it, said that I'll. I'm not going to watch Avatar, but I'll see Top Gun if it wins. It's doesn't. It, I feel like the kind of people who watched. Top Gun over and over and over again uh, are the kind of people who I'm like nervous about what you're gonna say are, <laughs> are like maybe the part of the problem. Let's put it that way. You could you could be talking about any kind of problem. Like the problem with this country. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I it it could happen, but I would be surprised if that if that happened. I I love it if you know, I know that our best picture of the year was Triangle of Sadness. It'd be great to see that. Triangle of Sadness was definitely mine. Fuck movie rules. That and we and Banshees was I think also is that not Banshees is not nominated. No, it it is. I think that was a really great film. I would I do too. I would. I think that was probably my second. You know, I I think Banshees is a better movie than The Whale. I just think. Oh, definitely. The The Whale's not nominated. Right. Banshees is a much see that's movie. telling. Yeah. Like Frasier's gonna win. Yeah. Banshees is gonna get is get, get like adapted screenplay. What's the what's what are the other like what's the throwaway one they give to like the third movie or whatever? Well, yeah, that's what that's this used best original screenplay used to be kind of be the cool kid award because that's like what's, but ne- what like Spike Lee would win or Tarantino sure. or or Jordan Peele. Even, yeah, exactly. You know? That was the that's the last time I think was. Uh, yeah, no. So original screenplay. Maybe is, that'll is be Triangle of Sadness. Our guy Ruben, okay. Ruben, Ruben Oslin, Ruben Oslin. <laughs> but I'd love to see that go to my guy Todd Field. For Tar, you got to see Tar. Tar is another one I want to see. I don't want to talk about Tar until you've seen it. Okay, but Tar is. But you do want to. You don't want to talk about. Uh, I do want to talk about best, best ad- actress. I want to talk about best adapted screenplay because I think that this. These nominees are stupid. For Best Adapted Screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front is nominated. This is... The Netflix movie? Yeah, and it's obviously based on a novel, but there's also, you know... 1914, too? Aren't there two other movies about it? And then Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay because it was adapted from the characters of the first movie. I think that it's such a stupid what? rule. <laughs> uh, because, the, because the gay detective is back... Yeah, the cat, the the, the cowboy yeah. detective. Like Top Gun is nominated for best adapted screenplay. What is we didn't the, talk about Knives Out. Either, we we both like Knives Out more than the first one. I or or we both like Glass Onion more than Knives Out, right? I I hate them both, but I did like this one better yeah. than that one. I agree on both <laughs> points. Yeah, like I really don't have any nice things to say about either one of them, but I did find this one more. And it's not because I, I simp for billionaires. And it's not because I simp for billionaires or anything like that. Like all of like the political like p- 
points those movies are making, I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. But, like, you're being annoying right now. Well, yeah. (laughs) And it's, I mean, and it's, like, fucking puddle shallow, that movie. You know what I mean? Like, like well, the, and even it's like it, the politics in that one are very uh, even as like a mystery pronounced. viewer, you know, like you're not exactly supposed to sit there and be like, maybe this is a twin, like you're you like those kind of mysteries. It's kind of fun if you have clues and you know those clues are like yeah useful. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe I missed the twin clues. I was there. I was not looking for clues. No. Well, <laughs> neither was I. I didn't find it either. Uh, yeah, I just think that the adapted... I think that adapting from another... From an original movie is ridiculous. Like, adapted... Like, these should be novels. And... I just like literally thought that... I just literally thought it meant that adapting. the screenplay was good. It has to be adapted from something, not just a fucking like, sequel to okay, something. Okay, fair enough. Fair point, fair point. You know... I just think that that's dumb. That's going to mean anything can do that now. They're opening the floodgates for Ant-Man 3, best adapted screenplay. <laughs> From uh, You know, I actually, obviously that qualifies it. better because there's some IP that it's actually adapting, presumably. Should we go see the, see the shorts this weekend? Sure. They're at Tinseltown. Uh, all right, I you know I honestly don't have a lot of, of best other. best actress. Kate Blanchett gave the best performance of the year, but I don't know. Do you think it's gonna depend. I think there's either who gonna, think's gonna win. Who do I think is going to win? I think that I still think I actually think that Kate Blanchett's gonna win, and people are gonna be mad. And people about are gonna him. be so mad, and it's gonna be weird. Everything Everella wants is either gonna like like win Sweet. six Oscars, or it's gonna like win like Kiwi Kwan's gonna win best supporting actor in the rest of the year. Is my guess. I think he'll probably win. He's won everything, so he's kind of the lock. But the other ones are kind of it could kind of also that's what he would lose if Colin Farrell were nominated for that correctly. Sure. Yeah. This is like Jamie Lee Curtis would definitely not be nominated. This is why I feel like this is why I feel like even when they come up with these, they're like kind of rigging it because they could be like, they're like, look, they're like, look, if we throw Colin Farrell in there. People will act like he's, like, competition, right? But if we drop him down to supporting, that would be the real race. And everyone would be like, well, this guy's got on lock. I mean, when's the last time someone had it just locked down? They want, and because you're watching Uh, it because you're like, Renee Zellweger had that fucking, had that Oscar for Judy locked down, even though, like, no one had seen that movie. Yeah, but that must have meant that whole cat. All those cat. Those movies in that category were. I'm trying to. I'm trying ones to. Ones that nobody saw or cared about. Ah, shit. So I'm trying. I'm trying to look up like when the last, like, lock lock for best actress was. Are you gonna bet on any of this? Uh no, cause they cause um I use DraftKings and they don't do Oscars so. <laughs> they should. They definitely should. It's stupid that they don't. There are literally websites out there that are, like, managing the fucking, like, equity of actors, like, box office profit, like, their stock market. Sure. You know. Products. You know, looking back through these, the actress one was a little trickier than I thought, remembering some of those. 
But Joaquin Phoenix for Joker seemed like it was a big walk. I remember, I remember Gary Oldman Winston Churchill thing was like a weird lock. DiCaprio thing was kind of like a boring lock. Yeah, I don't know. Locks are, I don't know. Locks are locks. There's always, there's always surprises. You know what I mean? There's always surprises. So yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. I did. The only other movie things I wanted to say was, people are always bitching about the box office, but it seems like it's good, man. <laughs> Did you see Avatar? No, I didn't see Avatar, but Avatar made uh, $2.3 billion without me, so they're fine. But I, I wrote down... I didn't see it either. I wrote down, and one, I mean, one of these is obviously a while ago, but when you and me went to go see Terrifier 2 last fall or whatever that was... Oh, yeah. Remember how fucking packed that thing was? Yeah. It was just like that when I saw Skinamarink, like these tiny, uh, these tiny, like, you know fucking grassroots funded horror movies that cost next to I mean not next to nothing but I do like that they're very like our cheap. opening I haven't seen Skinamarink because the, one of my I when I was thinking about like movies I really liked last year one of them was Barbarian which wasn't a cheap movie but relative to I don't know <coughs> some of these they're just well written you know well it's uh, still it I mean that was a I, that's it, was one a that four, I, it was a four million dollar movie that made forty five million dollars. Yeah. So I mean, horror movies always good. open and kill. And I guess I don't know. I'm just always surprised. The whale made thirty million dollars against three million. Like, people like movies of the of that size when you have, you know, people that you want to watch. Sure. That was, that was really all I wanted to add, and it was fun going to those. There was good good energy in the air for all of those screenings. I do think you missed your chance to see Skinamarink. I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, Tar and Skinamarink and a few others are no longer in theaters. Tar will be but in theaters here on Thursday at 1 Really? At no 1, kidding? 1 p.m., yeah. I'll see it. Tell me about Tar. It's supposed to be really family-friendly, right? If your, kids are, if your kids are kind of bright, yeah. If your kids are very bright. Come on, kids. <laughs> if your kids read The New Yorker, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine... That's what people think. That's what people think that people do. Is they're like, "Come on, kids, we're gonna go see all these Oscar-nominated films." <laughs> I'm gonna drag my kids to movies like that. <laughs> I'm gonna teach them the the joys of sitting in the dark and crying. The joys of sitting in the dark and crying. <laughs> that seems as good a place as any to end the podcast. Well, maybe we'll do more of them. Yeah, well, you should do. Well, I'll try to get David Niles back in here, and we'll do a an Oscar reactions pod. That would be nice. I'm sure. I know Dave's. He's always got takes. What's the? Oh, you know, one category we didn't talk about was uh, supporting actress. Yeah, that was kind of up in the air because this is like it seemed like Angela Bassett was penciled in at the beginning, and then I think she did the thing. Jamie Lee Curtis has won it a couple times. Oh, she's already won it? Yeah. I didn't know that. She won the BAFTA, and she said, not bad for a Nepo baby, huh? Oh, she already won. Okay, for that. Mm -hmm. I think she'd probably win for that. I kind of wish that Carrie Condon from uh, Banshees could win, because I thought she was great. She nominated? She is. Okay. Yeah, she was really good, too. She was like, she was kind of the second lead of that movie. Yeah, but she exits halfway through and never see her again. Yeah, and it's unfair of me to say that Brendan Gleeson is the lead. 
She leaves at like the end. There's no because she she leaves and then the spoiler and then the um, and then the donkey dies and then they have the thing at the thing and then speaking you... of dead donkeys, what's that other movie with Ego? the donkey? That's not only for best foreign language. It's on Criterion. What language is it? Where's it from? Poland. Okay. Polish Eeyore. movies. Polish movies typically are pretty funny. Does that mean e? Is that like the the hee haw? I have no idea. I I'm imagine assuming. that's gotta mean hee haw or something. Yeah, something Polish, yeah. Like the sound of donkey make. Yeah. Then you. I don't know. And that that probably does uh, may also have a dead donkey at the end of it. The trailer seems to definitely like, suggest that that donkey does not make it. On his, it's like Homeward Bound with a donkey. Yeah. Right. But Polish and existential. Makes me want to rewatch Homeward Bound. How existential do you think that is in retrospect? I mean, I could a, see that movie. I could see that being a very tender viewing. In a, you know. When you're a kid, you know those movies are always going to end happily. You That's know your true. parents aren't going to. And like, I do know that it ends happily. On the other hand, I could probably not watch Milo Notice. Oh, they killed a bunch of actual they animals. They threw all those kittens off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. That was that was a tough thing to learn as an adult, actually. Yeah. So anyway, we'll talk to you guys another time. <laughs> yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Pretty good.